welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 22 of the Go For Two podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Wallace. I got my buddy, my friend, my pal, my recent playoff game winner friend, Lucas, with me. Lucas, how are you, baby? I'm outstanding. Oh, outstanding. I'm, oh, I'm, you were mm. blowing up my phone. Mm, I'm allowed to. I'm allowed to right You now. were. You right? were allowed to, and that was I have. great. And I have avoided contacting you for the most part about the Titan stuff because I know you're you're in a sad dark place, right? A sad dark place. A little the Cowboys bit. are not here, and you've got a a coach that I don't think you are exactly happy about. We'll get to that I'm later not on. Of yeah, but um, but we'll see. You know what? You know what time it is, Jackson. I've done this every day since the Titans won. It is Thursday, January 9th. Titans won last Saturday. All right. Here we go. And every day I have given Jackson a daily reminder. And here's your next daily reminder for today. The Tennessee Titans defeated Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. The first update the I got was at 1221 a.m. I roll over <laughs> and I look at my phone and I'm like, no, this man just did not. And I went right back oh, to yeah. sleep. <laughs> yeah, daily. Daily reminder. All right, I had to get that one in early because he needed to know. I mean, fair is fair. You got the playoff win, and you got the playoff win in Foxborough. Yep. Doesn't over matter how Bill you Belichick. Did. Yep. It, you got the dub. You got... Big six to end the game. 100% yeah. more playoff wins hey. than we had this year, so... As soon as... We're not going to talk about this today, but as soon as Tom Brady's, like, last throw of this year was a pick six, I knew that man was not going to go out like that. And we, we all know Tom Brady's coming back, all right? So oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, anyone that wanted us to talk about that, we're not going to waste our time on it, all right? Because that's all the media has covered. That's it. No one has talked about anyone else. It's been they nothing really but haven't. Tom Brady and Lamar Jackson all yeah. week. We know it's aggravating. short and sweet, you know, TLDR, too long didn't read. Brady's coming back. He's probably going to bring back Gronk or somebody. He's going to get a new weapon, right? Of course, he's going to re-sign with the Patriots because Robert Kraft loves him like a son. And... You know, he's going to get a two, one to two year deal, and that'll be that. And he's going to come back with a vengeance, and we'll deal with that. Yeah, he's cross that bridge as he's it either going to stay in New England and get weapons, or he's going to go somewhere with weapons. Boom, it's done. He's not one of the two. All right. All right. So let, we need to we need to get to our questions, Mr. Uh, Jackson. <coughs> yes, we do. <clears throat> or comments. Yeah, we had a couple from, from Mr. Casey. Uh, I'm going to pick out two of these real, real quick to, to read to you. Uh, first of all, happy new year to everybody. I know we said that uh, in the last episode, but uh, happy new year again. Speaking of the new year, uh, Mr. Casey Crawford says 2020 will be great boys. XFL fantasy fishing NASCAR and the 2020 NFL season with the Dallas Cowboys going to the Super Bowl, beating the Titans 35 to seven. LOL. Ha ha. He says, happy New Year's, guys, on the podcast. Keep it up. Oh, and one last thing. If you're Jason Garrett and you think you're getting fired, clap your hands. Clap, clap. <laughs> so so there, what do you think about that first comment, Lucas? Um, so the XFL, that, that's cool. That should give us some more stuff to talk about. I know we're going to talk about that in the offseason. We don't want to get into that now because, you know, obviously there's other – I mean, we're in the middle of playoff football and all this coaching stuff. So, um fantasy fishing i did not know that was a thing but that sounds awesome i love fantasy Dude, football I. um i know there's thing. like fantasy nascar also I, I have buddies that do that i don't watch it because i think it's boring but you know that's that's just me kind of like golf i don't watch golf because i think it's boring same but and i'm not a big i'm not a big nascar guy i didn't know fantasy fishing was a thing um that's awesome though that's cool that they can do that that is pretty cool yeah um i am 
kind of somewhat looking forward to the XFL just because it'd be something else and something different. I heard the rules are a little bit, they're different um, than yeah. Yeah. the typical stuff, but we'll get into that after, after the season. We're into the postseason right now. Okay, his second comment, he says, okay, so just so you guys know, Casey is a huge Tom Brady fan, okay? And if you guys have been in the comments at all of any of our past videos, he's been just talking so much to Lucas saying that the Titan, that the uh, Titans were going to lose and they're not worth anything and the Patriots are going to win. Anyway, so he has now given Lucas his reaction, and here it is, Lucas. He says, he said, OMG, the Titans won. Well, Lucas, you were right. I'm still in shock. By the way, this was a week after it had happened. I'm still in shock. So many dropped balls. Brady did play well, but to be the man, you got to beat the man. Brady is the GOAT. He's like Ryan Tannehill of all quarterbacks. He says, <laughs> could it be the Titans back at the Super Bowl? I guess next week I'm rooting for the Titans and Tannehill. I'm not a Lamar Jackson fan. He and Cam or Vic, they never won anything. I'm so upset. Tannehill over Brady. Really? Your response, <laughs> Mr. Lucas. Well, first off, you can't necessarily say Tannehill over Brady because Derrick Henry did run for 180 yards, but not because, uh, I mean, Tannehill also threw the, like, we had like 15 passing attempts. So it's not like we tried to get Tannehill to carry us, but Tannehill threw a touchdown yeah. pass and he, he made some stuff happen that when he needed to happen. Um, running so game like, was working too, so. Yeah, and I mean. Tannehill definitely had a good game and the running game was just wild. Like yeah, why go Derek away Henry from it? Was was carrying these men, all right? Carrying people, just he was getting hit and going three more yards. Um, but the uh, you know, honestly, we'll probably lose to the Ravens if I'm being honest. But everything else, I'm saying, you know, if I'm thinking with my brain, we're probably going to lose. There's just too much that the Ravens do and stuff. But from now on, I will be speaking from my heart for the rest of the pod, and I want revenge. And I think the Titans are going to get their revenge this weekend. So we will yeah. get into that later. Yes, Lucas. Yes. Let's... Um. I also believe he said something <sighs> about a twenty a twenty twenty one Cowboy Titans Super Bowl. Wouldn't now that the be score wild? he said was completely unrealistic because we all know the Titans would win. Um. I mean, well, you know, based if, off if of Titans, recent seasons, yes, I think so. If the if the type, Titans can keep their roster together and keep building, we definitely have some holes. That's why I said that, like, if I'm thinking my brain, the Titans probably won't make it to the Super Bowl because I feel like we have some, we got some holes in some areas that I don't think a Super Bowl team can have, but you never know what's going to happen. Um, but, yeah, if we keep building on that and if, you know, if the Cowboys hired a competent coach, which I believe they did, then, hey, we'll be good. We'll, we'll get that. Yeah. <sighs> I'm still not exactly sure how I feel about this coaching hire, Lucas. Yeah, so so that's what I'm we got to get into that. We got to get into that right now. Let's so talk for about those it that because, don't know, right? Yeah. For those that don't know, Mike McCarthy has been named as the new head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, right? Jason yeah. Garrett was let go. Mm-hmm. Um. And so I will, I will, I'll let you go first here, Jackson, and then I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I think afterwards. Okay. But um, you know, for for people that don't know, real quick, I do want to say he was the ex head coach of the Green Bay Packers. He won a Super Bowl in 2010, I believe. Yes. Well, Aaron Rodgers. 2011, yeah. Well, 2010 season, 2011 Super Bowl. Yeah, 45. So whatever, whatever that one was, he won it. He won it in the Cowboy Stadium, which is cool. And uh, so yeah, Jackson, what you got? 
Yeah, he was a Green Bay Packer coach from 2006 to 2018, so he was there for 12 years. Um, uh, you know, I when I saw that we had picked up McCarthy, I wasn't exactly ecstatic. To me, this seems like a very safe hire. Like, it's kind of hard to go wrong with a McCarthy. It's not like you're reaching and going out there and like, okay, we're going to pick up the next Jimmy Johnson or the next Sean McVay. Or, you know, or John Harbaugh or something like that. It's not like we're reaching for like one of these young and talented um, head coaching candidates for that could be with us for a very long time. I felt like we played it safe and experienced to have an adult voice in the room, basically. Um, when I think about this hire, I, I, I saw that the, 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 the uh, Cowboys were interviewing two coaches as of before they made their announcement. One of which was Marvin Lewis. And I immediately, as soon as I found out about this news, I I added Lucas on, on Twitter and I sent him a message. I said, I swear to God, if they hire Marvin Lewis, I'm I'm going to freak out. Because Marvin Lewis hasn't done anything. You know, he was in Cincinnati for a long time. Hello, cat. My cat's still behind be- me at the moment. Still better than Jason Garrett, just saying. I'd take I'd rather take Garrett over Marvin Lewis. Nah. I'd rather take Garrett over Marvin Lewis because Marvin Lewis doesn't seem to be very, and don't get me wrong, Garrett, Garrett's not very motivational or wasn't very motivational either, but Marvin Lewis just didn't, like he was in Cincinnati for, what, 14 years. I think he won one playoff game, and he just wasn't, like the Bengals weren't ever really that exciting. They had one year in 2014 where they were somewhat decent. Other than that, they were kind of average. Um, I didn't have people either. Well, for a while they had for a while they had T.J. Hushmanzada and Chad Johnson and Carson Palmer. That's something. Then they had Cedric Benson as well. They had something. They just couldn't put it all together. Um, A.J. Green at the height of his time. Anyway, but we're we're getting off topic. But um, McCarthy, I am viewing him as a long term interim head coach. I think this is a placeholder coach until either Lincoln Riley matures a little bit more um, or. There's rumors going around that maybe they're rumor uh, grooming Jason Witten or trying to grab Romo. I don't know how true any of that is, or how, or if if Witten or Romo even have interest in it. I just hear some stuff around the around the rumor mill about that. Um, McCarthy's a safe bet. He's an experienced coach. He had Aaron Rodgers. Um, they won. Several games. They won a Super Bowl in 2011, I believe, is what the year it was. Um, how is he going to do when he doesn't have the one of the most prolific, pure, talented uh, quarterback talents, you know, ever? I'm not sure because Aaron Rodgers bailed them out of a lot of situations. Um, overall, I'm not excited about it. I don't hate it. I'm not like whoa, hey, we got Sean McVay or we got Sean Payton, let's go. But I don't hate it either. It's not like a – it's not a bad thing. It's definitely a, it's definitely a um, step up from Coach Clapp. It's definitely a step up from Garrett. I feel like he's going to be more motivational. I feel like he's going to run a tighter ship than Jason Garrett. Well, look, I feel like I mean, do you get that vibe? So what, what, what did what you, you want? What did I want? I wanted a – I wanted a new up – like – young talented coach that I feel like is going to be here for a long time right and now it's it's uh, what I wanted was the next Sean Payton 
obviously. That's what everybody wants. When you're looking for a new coach, you want a great coach that's going to be there for forever. You want one of the greats. That's what everybody wants. What everybody so, gets is not necessarily what you, is that's not necessarily where did, what's happen. Where did you want to get this from? Uh, I was thinking either like Urban Meyer or I didn't want I thought about Lincoln Riley, but I didn't I don't I don't want him yet. Not after he got forty nine points scored on him in a in a half by LSU. I don't, I don't think I don't think Urban Meyer would be there. He he wouldn't be there long enough. I mean, he had health concerns, so I don't think he would be a long term deal. Right. Well, like then some other college coach or some other coordinator from somewhere else, Josh McDaniels, I think, could have been there for a while. I don't know the next Kyle Shanahan, whoever whoever it was. I just wanted somebody that I felt like is going to be there for a long time. Mike McCarthy feels like a placeholder. Feels like he's going to be here for five years, then he's gone, and he signed a five year contract. Five years is not a long time. Five years Roster is look completely different in five years. It will look completely different in five years, but that doesn't mean that he's gonna like that. That doesn't mean that's it's a long time. It's a blip on the time scale. It's it's nothing, right? Mm-hmm. The Cowboy. This is our ninth. This is the ninth Cowboys coach ever, ever, right? We had Landry for forever. Garrett was there for ten years, right? Like coaches for the Cowboys typically stay for a long time. It's very mm-hmm. rare that we change coaches. So my expectation, what I want is I don't want 10 years of mediocrity. I want 10 years of fruitfulness and greatness. That's what everybody wants. So Mike McCarthy just feels like a, oh, hey, yeah, he's available. Eh, Let's just grab him. It's a a safe bet. And I'm not sure how I feel about that yet. Um, So so I I don't feel like that. And... And the reason why is because Jerry came out and said that they were looking for a new head coach that had head coaching experience already. So they immediately ruled out all possibilities of a college coach or a offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator or something because they wanted someone yeah, that had been a which, leader of the team already. Which is not what I wanted. Right. But the reason they did that Number one, they could like he said that the stats just aren't good, which I would I would say that you can agree. Like, the stats are not good for coaches coming out of college, and you know you say you want like the next Sean McVay, and you, I do. I want the next great Sean offensive Payton. mind. Like you you want you want all these guys, but that doesn't. I mean, how many of those guys are there? You asked me there's what like I four, wanted, not like what's four, realistic. Right? right, but I'm just <laughs> I'm just difference. saying. But you're upset because, oh, well, we just got Mike McCarthy. I didn't say I was upset. I said I'm not sure how I feel about it. I'm not excited. I'm not like, oh, hey. disappointed. I'm not, oh, hey, we got McCarthy. I'm not pissed. I'm not mad. I'm not like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I I feel like it's an average, it's an average pickup. Right. That's what I feel like. I like it. Now, there have been cases in where a coach gets a second opportunity somewhere i.e. and Andy Reid, who got chased mm-hmm. out of Philadelphia. Everybody thought his career was over. He goes to KC. Oh, boy, oh, boy, Mahomes falls into our lap. And he tur- completely turns that program around. Now, I, Even before I could, Mahomes. Even, yeah, like they were, doing, they were him, doing better, like, too. Yeah, he's, a, but, he's an amazing offensive mind. But here's, like, so we, ne- we don't know, right? McCarthy could be the right guy at the right time to change things around. I will say I am pleased with his coaching staff hires, who he's brought back. It seems like we're going to keep Kellen Moore. Right, which I like. Turned our offense to the number one offense in the league. 
Right. So, um, so that's fine. Yeah. So that's fine. We picked up. I like this pick. We picked up Mike Nolan from the Saints. Right. He was our linebackers coach, so we picked him up to be our defensive coordinator. Um, Rodman and I, I felt like was doing an all right job with our defense. We did. A, we did fine. We did okay. But you know, I mean, McCarthy wants to bring in his guys. Uh, we and we did get this guy. I I am excited about this. Our special teams has been absolutely worthless for the past ten years. I mean, worthless like nothing. We have we have nothing to show for it. Like um, no top ten statistics in any category. And we got John Fassel. So he is the former uh, was just the special teams coach for the Rams. And so he was under McVay for a little bit. And the Rams special teams, I felt like did a fairly good job. So. Um, you know, I'm, ex- I'm excited about that. Some of the position coaches, hopefully they keep John Kitna. He's, it seems like he's done a good job with P- Prescott. <clears throat> so we're rebuilding the coaching staff. I'll, I'll put it overall, I'll put it this way. I'm excited for a new change in direction. I'm excited for a new philosophy. Um, when it comes to how we handle and conduct ourselves, like a change, I wanted a change overall and a change has been made and that's what we got. And I'm happy about that. But I am not – what I wanted was to be excited about our head coach. I'm not excited. I'm just, okay, cool, we got McCarthy. Now, hopefully he changes my mind and blows us, blows us all out of the water, and I'm like, woohoo, McCarthy, and, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, but, I think I think you should be excited. Yeah. You've average. been – your team has been decent. You've been average. We've missed out on the a NFL lot under Jason things. Garrett. Right, you missed out on some stuff, but your team has been average. Yeah. So automatically, by by going <clears throat> from Jason Garrett to Mike McCarthy, just by adding some competence to your team, you should be above average now. You should you should be in competition for the should playoffs, be. which should you have be. been. But here's the thing. Here's the thing, Lucas. This is what I'm getting tired of. I'm 26 years old. The last time the Cowboys did anything, I was three. I didn't couldn't comprehend what a football was. So that's um. We've had multiple changes in coaches, and and we've gone from you know we went from I was greatness. One the last time, or like two or three, the last time the Titans did anything, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, yeah, well, they're doing stuff 20, right now. So it's now. like here's here's my overall point is we we went from greatness in coaching to average to average again to. Now it's like, okay, it's been 23 years. Can we do something, please, other than have more than two playoff wins? And where are we? We're grabbing an average guy. Is he better than Garrett? Yes. Is he better than Wayne Phillips? Yes. Should I be somewhat excited that it's a better candidate than what we've had over the last, let's say, 15 years? Sure, but I'm not going to get up out of my seat and – be overall happy that we're going average again. He like this is on McCarthy to show everybody else this why this was the right move, why the Cowboys stopped interviewing people at right at him, and didn't at least have an interview with somebody else. It's like we we, we interviewed Marvin Lewis, <clears throat> who probably shouldn't be coaching the NFL anymore at all, and McCarthy. I'm tired of mediocrity. I'm tired of average. I'm tired of having a really good roster and us not being able to do anything with it. Um, so I think number one, I think he was the best available. Like when Maybe. you know, when you look at the other head coaches, like I think he's 
I like his hire more than any of the other hires so far. Okay. I mean, I'd rather have him than the Baylor coach so far. But well, yeah. t- here's the thing. I mean, I could say that now. Time will tell. In five years, in ten years, right? We can look back and say, "Oh, Mike McCarthy ended up being a great pick. He won you guys two Super Bowls." Or we can yeah. say, "We just wasted five more years instead of having, or, or instead of when maybe taking a chance on." Right, but I like this Somebody because else. you're not you're not going for number one. There's no hidden gray area. Like this guy's been a head coach before. He can come in and y'all can win right away. There's no there's no growing pain, so you have to go through with a new head coach from college or even a coordinator because even then they say it's a hard step. So Mike McCarthy can come in with the talent that your team has just by adding some competence to the coaching staff. Y'all are going to be in contention for the playoffs. I think that's all you can ask for as an NFL team is to be in contention for the playoffs every year. This guy, this whole year that he was off, basically assembled a little a little coaching staff. I don't know if y'all if you have there's seen the stuff, videos. There, yeah, there's some stuff I've seen that I've liked, and so he's he's been working he's been working on himself. He's kept up with the NFL all year, and he's won a Super Bowl. He has, and. In time, maybe he will earn my joy and my happiness and my respect. He has my respect as being an NFL head coach before, but I it's been twenty three years, Lucas. I need to see something first. I I'm not gonna get him out of I know why Steven I know I know why he hates Cowboys fans. That's that's it right there. What? That's it. You you're just like, I expect a Super Bowl every year. <laughs> I no. Here's what I expect. No, I expect like, us you being expect con- to be. I expect us being contested for the playoffs. Exactly. You were. You were one game off. We were eight and eight. One that's game not, off. Being that's in the not good enough. It's not good. One enough. game off being in the playoffs. You didn't make it because you lost one game to the Eagles. It came Look, down to if a you game. Don't you expect, had a chance to make it. If you don't expect greatness and you keep living with mediocrity, guess what? That's all you're gonna get. You're a fan. Your opinion means nothing, bro. <laughs> Then why is anybody listening? <laughs> I Look, expect greatness. I'm, I, 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 I would you. like I would like to see us at a conference championship in my adult life sometime. You know, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'm, I've seen a I couple division get, games. I, I might get to see it happen. I think you I might. Haven't, this is the second division game I have seen us in. Like, in this era. You know, yeah. like... Since you've been like, uh, since, like, not, like since since we didn't have Steve McNair and Eddie George, you know. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. I guess we we did make it to the division one year. One other year, we made it to the division because we won our. And that's reason to be excited. You guys are moving on up. That's fantastic. I do. We do, I do like our coaching hire. Anyways, anyways. I love look, Rabes. Rabes, bro. Rabes is that guy. Okay. Rabes is Rabes, that did guy. you see? Look, okay. You. I know you saw it because you liked it on Twitter, and I liked it too. And it was like this video of him on the sideline and someone was talking trash to him and he talks trash back and I can't say it here right now on the air, but he said, he said, he, 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 yeah, one of the players, back. one of the players on the Texans was, talking he was like, who's crap. that guy? And he was like, he said, he said, I don't even know who the F you are. And then looked over <laughs> at, at someone else on the sideline and was like, who's this guy? You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but I, uh, I'll, I'll, we'll leave, we'll end this topic on this, Mr. Jackson. If you, if you, because I've been listening to ESPN stuff, talk about it and all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. If you listen to all these people talk about it, they all say, I didn't watch the Packers a whole lot, so I wouldn't know, so I'm going off their opinion. But they all say that 
the main problem with Mike McCarthy was he got behind the times. Hopefully he's fixed that over the past year. And they say he had trouble building teams. Say what you want about Jerry Jones, but he does not have a problem bringing talent into the organization. Yeah, and, and building I think that a good part roster. of that too is like the Packers as an organization. They don't have an owner. The Packers don't have an owner. They're owned by the NFL. So there you go. Like it's it's kind of hard to build a team when you have something like that going on. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. it. So I think I think you should at least be hopeful. I am hopeful. And I've seen some good videos, and I've seen some good talks, and it's a safe bet, and that's nice, and that's great. But I'm just saying, I don't know. I'm impatient right now, Lucas. I am. I'm. I'm very impatient, and I well, and imagine I, Jerry Jones. That's why you got this coach, just because Jerry Jones is impatient. And he I didn't want. I'm ready to risk it for the biscuit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, well, Jerry didn't want the ten-year build to get a head coach that's awesome or whatever. He no, wanted. It makes sense. We need a guy that can come in and win right now. It makes sense, and that's fine. I just don't want. I guess my. I guess what I'm saying is, I don't want us to be like, "Hey, let's go for the safe bet," and we have a five-year contract, and it feels like at the end of five years, we wasted time where we could have been grooming a great, someone greater, and then be in a better position. You know what I'm saying? Like picking up Sean McVay five years ago would have been like the one of the best moves ever. Because I feel like well, here, in five years after, you know, like, and, and there's no guarantee you get a McVay and there's no guarantee you get a Sean Payton. Right, but listen, I'm listen. with you. I'm just saying, I don't want this to be a, a situation to where we went for the safe bet. It didn't play off, but we could have been grooming somebody else to be even better and then be in a well, look, much better position in five years. Your offensive coordinator was led one of the best offenses this year, correct? So, so maybe that's the move. Maybe Kellen Moore's the guy. So let's you never say, know. let's say eventually you promote. I'm so happy. Him, they're, I'm, and Jerry loves to do that. I'm so happy they're keeping him. I am um, so like it, there hasn't been a final word on this, by the way, as of this retirement recording. He was deciding between the Cowboys and uh, like University of Washington uh, offensive coordinator job or something. Him kind of taking a step back, but all reports have been indicating that he's going to stay. And Mike McCarthy's yeah, open Adam, to keeping Adam him. Adam Schefter said he's definitely expected to stay. We got to yeah. move on from this, Jax. We've been on this for like 30 minutes. It's been um, built up for a little bit, Lucas. Okay. Anyways, anyways, look, 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 look. Something that you will never experience is a championship. But <laughs> we do have the college football playoff championship. <laughs> Uh, well, this is sad, Jackson. Uh, for those listening, Jackson right now is writing. Uh, he has a whiteboard behind him. It says, no more uh, Coach Clap. It says, hashtag tighten up. And then it says, hashtag I hate Lucas, which is reasonable for what I just said. Anyways, we got to talk about the college natty. All right. Let's talk about the college right. natural championship, man. All right. So, no, number one, we're going to do picks later. But uh, I'm assuming we both think LSU is going to win. Yes. I mean, that's I, spoiler alert. That's my pick. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> that's who, that's who so, so we'll probably go through this topic pretty quick, but I just want to say that I do think LSU will win as long as they don't make the same mistakes that Ohio State did. Mm-hmm. Number one being you have to score touchdowns when you get into the red zone, because if you don't and you let that defense adjust to what you're doing and you let that defense gain momentum, they will they will start stopping you. And then Ohio State also just it hurt it hurt my soul that 
they made these mistakes and let Clemson just gain momentum. And, like, you could feel it. Like, you knew when Clemson took over the game. Even though they were losing, like, they took over the game. You could, yeah, there's a, you could physically feel the change in the tide. Yeah. Because, like, at first it felt like Ohio State was just What LSU can't do is they can't let Clemson hang around. You, you have can't to, get behind the eight ball. You have to go. You have to put your foot on their throat and push down as hard as possible. And you can't let up. Not against right. a Clemson team who has playoff <clears throat> experience and has won, I don't know how many games straight in a row now, 30-something is something ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And they're the defending champions. Like, they're no scrubs. You can't let them hang around and have a chance to win it at the very end. Exactly. You just can't. You, and you that sounds like a – that sounds like a very oh duh. Whoever has who scores the most points going to win the game. Duh, Jackson. Obviously, yeah. I, I feel like you don't want to Harlan out here. <laughs> yeah, but but like if you, what Lucas is saying, I'm agreeing with this. Is if you have an opportunity, you have to put points on the board, right? And I feel like Joe Burrow and the LSU team is more explosive than Ohio State was, and I feel like they're going to have more chances to put more points on the board quickly because of Joe Burrow. I think their offensive line yeah. is un, is underestimated also, and yeah. the halfback for LSU is awesome. I agree. That guy, that guy is great. Their wide receivers are amazing, and Joe Burrow, of course, is amazing. And I think the secondary of their defense is underrated. So I think you keep Trevor Lawrence contained, um, don't allow the big plays, which it's college football, so of course there's going to be big plays, of but course. keep it to a minimum. Mm-hmm. Then I think I think LSU wins because I don't see Clemson be able to keep up with that scoring onslaught. Onslaught. No, Excuse Clemson me. wants to keep this thirty points and under on both teams. Yeah, LSU's That's how out here like you know I'm, I'll I'll throw seven touchdowns by halftime, no big deal. LSU scores. I mean, it's obvious. LSU scores more than thirty points. I mean, their percentage chance to win the game is like ninety-seven. <clears throat> I just don't think it's Clemson really can keep up. Mm-hmm. And it's and it's not like Joe Burrow just goes out there and just throws eighty yard passes all day. Yeah, he's not slinging it all the time. It's just yeah, like they, so, they hit some deep balls. What but he, he's just what he, he showed in that game. Yeah, what he showed in that game versus OU was he was he was so his pers- he was he was he had a lot of precision. He was very accurate. He was he made good decisions with the football. He's not going to turn it over. He's going to right. take what the defense gives him. And what the OU defense happened to give him was a couple big chunk plays. Right. But he's I just feel like he's not wasteful. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. He's okay. He's okay with if there's nothing down the field, he'll roll out and he'll get a couple yards on the ground. That's fine because he's a couple yards closer to a first down. You know. Yeah. Jackson, stop playing with your cat, bro. Anyway. He's on the back of my chair at the moment. Yeah. Um so you you're also going with LSU? Yes, one hundred percent. What 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 percentage would you throw on there? Percentage chance for LSU to win? Seventy-five. I think there's and I think that's high. Like that's a very high percentage. Yeah. Okay. A solid like sixty. Sixty. I yeah. I I'm still gonna say seventy-five. I think there's, I think one in four times you play this game, Clemson wins. Now that very well could be. This upcoming week, it very well could be that one to four times. If Clemson can keep it close, they can force a turnover or two, throw a couple trick plays in, maybe. But I feel like you play this game four times and LSU wins three. 
killing me, Jackson. <clears throat> I hear you. I, I guess. I guess in college in college football, it can the odds can be that stacked. Like sometimes the other team is just better. Yeah, I just feel like. I love. By the way, did you see what what came out that Ed O says the the coach for LSU? No, he was a. He was like working out before one of the practices or something, and someone was like, "Like Coach O, what are you doing?" And he was like, "The day that I can't whip up on a boy is the day that I, I, I oh, can't yeah. get out of bed or something." I did, I Loved did it. see that. That's awesome. That, yeah, he, I, I love him. He's awesome. Dude, he seems like an awesome coach. Yeah, yeah, just an absolute legend, man. So, uh, talking about coaches, I feel like we spent a lot of time talking about coaches today, and we're going to talk some more because there's been so many moves that have oh, gone yeah. on. So I just want to do. A quick rundown and stop recap. me. Yeah, stop me if you if you want to interject on some of these guys or something. Okay. Um, but some some other coaching moves. All right. So the Giants, number one, have hired Joe Judge. I was going to ask you about, about this, this one because I feel like that's isn't that strange yeah. to pick up a special teams coordinator? So first up, I want to say that they're also having a meeting with Freddie Kitchens and Jason Garrett for their offensive coordinator. So we don't know how that's going to go. Either one, I think, is a good choice as an OC. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, Offensive coordinator Garrett would be great. But Joe Judge is the Patriots' wide receiver coach, and he's been apparently he was also like a special teams assistant. I thought he was he their was special teams their, coach. Like he was like their special teams guy. One first take is when they first take broke it the other day, and they said that he had been. Special teams assistant and wide receiver coach. Oh, I thought he was like he, special teams court, like their special teams he, guy. He, he might have actually been their coordinator. Okay. But if he's a coordinator, I'm okay with it. It's not as bad. If he has just been a special teams assistant and a wide receiver coach. Yeah. Wow. In that. Wow. Like that is so far out of left field. Like how I want to know how thirsty you are for a bit of the Patriots. <laughs> Everybody wants an assistant from Bill Belichick. They want to learn from the from that guy, you know. I mean, what? I just. I mean, why don't? Why? Why wouldn't you? But but oh, did you see a stat? Um, I saw this stat. And I don't remember the exact numbers. Forgive me, guys. For you guys listening, but it was Bill Belichick's, like his coaching tree. Mm-hmm. Other than him, have a losing record in the NFL. It was like forty eight percent win percentage. Like across the board, all of his assistants active in the NFL right now. I definitely believe it, but like I feel like there's some things stacking against them for that. Number okay, one, yeah, he's a, he was a special teams coordinator, wide receivers coach. He was both. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, okay. Well, that's that's not as bad. I think he's only done that for like one year though. Yeah, he's, he hasn't been a coordinator at any other at any other correct uh, program or anything. Right. So I still feel like it's a bit of a stretch. But you brought up the the record of Belichick's coaching tree. I do feel like they go into some bad situations. Like Brian Flores is with yeah. the Dolphins. You know, not, not, not good. Yeah. Not, yeah, not good. Would you, would Mike be Malarkey's fair to, been positive. Is that fair to say that like Bill Belichick's been so great that these teams that have been struggling and desperate for a new head coaching change, want somebody who's been underneath that umbrella of Bill Belichick, and so they've kind of been put into bad situations? Like, a lot of them have been put into rebuilding? Or do you think that's just because, like, 
it's just hard to be as great as the guy. Like, both. The, a little, I think it's a little bit of both. Okay. A little bit of both. Um, but on from the Giants, the Redskins obviously hired Ron, Ron Rivera. They did. Excellent. That's a solid pick. Solid. You know, I said earlier that I like the Mike Malarkey thing. Not Mike Malarkey. Mike Malarkey. Me. Mike, Mike McCarthy. McCarthy. I like the Mike McCarthy pick better. Uh, I had a lapse there. Ron Rivera is definitely the the best the best hire. For I don't sure. like that he's with the Redskins. I think the Redskins no, are a dude, bad organization. The NFC East just got a whole lot harder. I think I love it, it did. I, love I think it, it got. You know, a they lot they said harder. something on first take the other day. Um, I believe it was Stephen A. Smith. Yeah, I don't think it was Max. Um, said Probably that. Not. Yes, <laughs> said that it's either like the Giants, Redskins, Cowboys, and Eagles are all good. Or they're all bad. Yes, bro. <laughs> I think in some of the division championships we've won, like one year we had to be twelve and four, one year we had to yeah. be thirteen and three, like. But this year you could have got you got got by on eight and eight. Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love nine it. and seven. Like it's we're all like it. Oh um, man, that's what we missed out. On, we missed out on such a the, uh, <laughs> rare the Carolina Panthers hired Carolina Panthers hired Matt Rule from Baylor. Yeah, on like a sixty. Like a sixty million dollar yeah, it was a contract uh, or something. Sixty million dollars, yeah, sixty million dollar contract years. with incentives for seventy, <clears throat> if like certain playoff wins and mm. accolades. Um, so I've seen that other owners are actually upset about that because mm-hmm. he just drove the price up. Head coaches with that, yeah, so. and and from college too. <laughs> now, don't get me wrong; he turned he turned Temple around, right? He he, well, he was like getting more than that from. Yeah. And apparently he called the Giants after after he got his offer from uh the Panthers, called the Giants and was like, Hey, here's here's what they're offering me. Do you guys wanna y'all wanna send up some more money? And they were like, No, thank you. He was like, Okay. Yeah. Dude, that is so he like Yeah. And then they had to pay another six million, I believe the number was, to get him away from Baylor, to buy him out from there. So <laughs> that's wild. The uh, the Baylor they have a they have in Waco right so that's where Baylor is located. They have a, like a bridge that you go across. It's like kind of like a memorial bridge, and it's usually lit up green, you know, for the Baylor Bears. But they lit mm-hmm. it up blue because he got hired by the Panthers code. By the, by oh, the that's Panthers. cool. Yeah, that's a cool thing. Um, so some other moves by coaches: Mike Malarkey, old head coach for the Titans. Yeah, uh, he's the tight ends coach with the Falcons. He's been he's been a coach all over the place. This guy's been in the NFL for forever. He retired today, all right? Um, yeah. The Eagles are firing their offensive coordinator, all right? Mike Groh, G-R-O-H. Uh, I believe that's how you say that. That's a fair fire. That's um, a fair fire, I think. They've been having a lot of struggles offensively. Yeah, they, they had some they had some problems with that. Uh, as you said earlier, Kellen Moore is expected to stay, blah, blah, blah. Um, the Browns are the only team left looking for a new head coach, I believe. Yeah, so, they, I mean, they're in a unique situation to where – because they took so Everyone's long. Everyone's available. Now they can take their time and have their pick of the litter. And they can right. bring in as many interviews as they want. Yep. And um, so what they're wanting to do is they're wanting to have a deal done by Saturday. What are we about to say? Who do you think is going to take that spot? Well, I'm about to I'm about to name off some people and then we'll pick. Okay. Um, so they have already interviewed Eric Bieniemy, Greg Roman, Robert Saley, and the Bills offensive coordinator, Brian DeBeau. All right. Okay. And then... Uh, they are set to interview the Eagles offensive coordinator, Jim Schwartz, the Vikings offensive coordinator, Kevin Stefanski, 
I'm assuming okay. they can't they can't do anything with him until after the yeah there it's it's weird so like they have to because they're still in season they have to ask for permission from the Vikings to oh, okay. interview well I I guess they interviewed him anyways even though they have a game yeah apparently that was supposed to happen today the Vikings one though but yeah, there for I a second just... I was like whoa that doesn't make sense but yeah so anyways yeah, you... they're yeah. they interviewed today according to Adam Schefter okay um and then the Patriots offense coordinator Josh McDaniels so I see I feel like that's that's gonna be the guy I feel like it's got it's gonna be Josh so do you think do you think now is a good time for him to leave because he has turned down other job spots to he, he's been waiting he's been waiting for Belichick to hand it up and him to be given the reins for the Patriots he was a head coach in Denver for a long time he had Tim Tebow right um and then I think after Elway took over the team, um, and then they got Brown and Tebow. He was there for a year or two. Won to get in the wild card game against Pittsburgh in 2010, I think, or 2009. And awesome, one play, boom. And so yeah, since then he's he's been with New England, and I believe it was a couple years ago, wasn't it? Three or four years ago, where um, he was a very sought after candidate. Um, Maybe they came back. Maybe it was three years ago, and they came back in the epic comeback in the Super Bowl against the Falcons, and the Patriots convinced him to stay. Again, two years ago, he accepted the job with the Colts and then left it. Yeah, and then turned it turned around and turned it down and went right back. Um, yeah, but um, because they do you think it's they, time for him to leave though? That that pa- was the question. Like, here's what the Patriots like to do. This job. The Patriots like to plan. They like to plan things in ahead. Right, they knew Brady was starting to get older. They they drafted Jimmy G. All right, Jimmy G was on his way out, and before that, they're like, okay, well, let's have another quarterback anyway. They they stole Brissett in the draft again, right? So they had Brissett and they had Jimmy G. Belichick wanted to bring in Jimmy G over Tom Brady because he felt like Brady was getting up there. Brady goes over Belichick's head to Robert Kraft, sends Jimmy G packing to San Francisco. Right, they have Jacoby Brissett, which they ended up making that trade with the Colts. But they like to plan ahead, right? They think you know Tom Brady's getting older, so they draft Ryan Mallett. They drafted Brissett. They drafted um, Jimmy G. They like to have plans in place just in case something doesn't go right or a successor. They don't want Bill Belichick to surprise them and say, "Hey, by the way, I'm retiring this year. You know, go look for a head coach." They want to. They want to groom. They like to promote from within. Right. So for the third time. <laughs> what? What's should your he jump ship? Should he jump ship and take the Browns job if it's offered it's, to him? That or should ha- he stick with the Patriots? I almost can't answer that because he that, that is highly dependent on if he thinks and if Bill Belichick has shared that Bill Belichick's gonna be done anytime soon. Or has Bill Even Belichick then, or has Browns. Bill Belichick said he's gonna be done soon and that's what got him to come back two years ago thinking he was going to get the Patriots job. Um, and so he decided to stay. But now it looks like Belichick's going to stay for a while. It, I think a lot of it back. has to do with like internal politics with the New England Patriots. Well, look, look. Tell me tell me why he should stay. Why would the head coaching job because, I be, think Why would it look better for the there, Patriots than it would look to go to the Browns? I think if you're no, – I'm not saying – well, one, it's the Browns. Okay, if it was almost any other team, I would say With Baker Mayfield, Odell, Jarvis Landry, Miles Garrett, who were a completely dysfunctional team, 
and with that head coach. Is Josh McDaniels a really good disciplinarian? Is he going to be a guy that's going to be able to rally the troops? That remains to be seen. I think you don't know if he believes. I would much. I'd much rather be with the Patriots and with Robert Kraft and with, um, not that you know, you know, whatever about Robert with eighty-year-old Tom Brady and (laughs) and no no weapons on the offense with with the an organization that has a lot of great history. I would much rather be with the Patriots. In a yeah, in a a lot easier of a division too. It just it just depends. Like, I don't know why he would accept the Indianapolis Colts job and then turn it down and go right back to be an OC. So, do you think he? I mean, he has to have he has to have some favor with the ownership, with the coaching I think a Super staff. Bowl there. Is why he came back because he won. Or yeah, because he could win Super Bowls too. So it's like, I don't know, man. It that that's it has to be what he values more. Maybe he's tired of waiting, right? And he's interviewing, and he's like, dude, I'm just ready to be a head coach again. I think I think the Browns job is more appealing. I don't think any other job that he has been offered and interviewed for is as appealing as this one. Because Baker Mayfield, we can say say what you want about him. He didn't play that great this year, but he's an above average talent. Maybe if he, you know, Nick works Chubb. out and cuts the commercials, he'll have a better year. Right, right, you know. And Cheap Odell, shot, I'll take it. <laughs> Jarvis Landry. There's no question that there's on. there's no question that there's talent. He can okay, and if he believes in himself, if he bets on himself, that's the that question. He can control the team like a head coach is supposed to. I would say as far away from that Cleveland Browns there, locker there room as possible. I would say as far away from that as possible, dude. I think Baker Mayfield's in. There's over a his lot head. there to work with, though. There is there's a, po- there's a lot there of potential, but there's a lot of things that can go wrong. I think Baker Mayfield's in over his head. I think he thinks he's better than he really is. He really needs a, a, a coach that can really rally him and bring him back down to earth. Well, look, if the Patriots OBJ have... is OBJ's a diva, and while he is a fantastic talent, he has continued to have problems um, with – he's very vocal that he wants the football. Fine, cool, but still. Like, there's a lot of issues there. But you got to deal with Miles Garrett and the whole helmet situation, right? And if he stays with the Patriots, he's got to look at – that's Tom what Brady's that's got what I'm a couple saying. Years this, left this, this and no this Bill is, Belichick anymore. Right. It's if he this, became is, the head this coach. is about what's important to McDaniels. Does he want to stay an understudy to the best coach of all time? Is that important to him in his life right now? Is was it like nine or eight years ago? Absolutely, because you want to learn from the best to to be the best, right? Cool. But is but, but now that it's been seven or eight years, is that important to him in his life? Uh, or does he want to step out and do his own thing? Which is why I think he's going to get this Cleveland Browns job because I think he's ready to do his own thing and spread his own wings. Matt Patricia <laughs> went and did it with Detroit. I think, I think he's ready to go do that with Cleveland. I'm not, I'm not saying that's ready. the right thing. I think he's been ready. He's been interviewing for jobs for years. Yeah, that's fair. I don't think he has found the job he likes. And I don't see a better job offer that he's going to get than the Cleveland. Right now, this is the only with job no GM, With powers. He will have more powers than he would... That's a good point because they don't have a GM right now. So he's going to have a lot of control. That is a good point. But, I mean, I mean that's the only job he's going to get offered right now other than staying with New England. Well, I mean, he could hop over to the Browns and then be like, <clears throat> excuse me, be like, <coughs> boom, Odell Beckham, give me two ones. Thank you. Two number one draft picks. Thank you. He could. I'm gone. Do you think he will? I mean, he could. <laughs> no, I mean, no one can say definitively if he will or will Should not. He? 
I think it's a reasonable thing. But I also think that if he walks in and you don't feel bad about the locker room, if you think you can work with that, then you got to keep him just because of how good he is. Yeah, and that that's up to I th- I think he's going to end up with the Cleveland Browns job. I feel like he's the most he has the most on his resume. I feel like he's the most successful out of the rest of the um candidates. And he's he's going to probably end up being the head coach of the Cleveland Browns and he does have a lot to work. There's a lot of potential, but I'm t- almost just saying like it's just, it's just a ticking time bomb waiting to go off at any given time, if not handled correctly. Now, maybe he's the guy to go in and put it all together, and you have Landry going for 1,000 yards and OBJ for 10 touchdowns and 1,000 and Nick Chubb running for 1,200 and Mayfield throwing for 45 touchdowns. Maybe he's <laughs> the guy. I don't know. but Well, look, look, question. Cleveland has Malarkey? notoriously been. Not, could Mike Malarkey do it? No. I keep saying Malarkey. <laughs> Could Mike Vrabel have gone go and bust up into that Browns locker room? And okay, Vrabel can do whatever he wants. Okay, Vrabel is a man's man. He is that guy. Okay, mm-hmm. and Vrabes can go anywhere and do anything because yeah, he just like he went to Foxborough and won last week. All right, that, so I got to talk about that. That's what I'm saying. Okay, learn me something, Mister Lucas. All right, so I got a Jackson's teammate playing, but I still got to do my home my hometown hero segment. So I got to do my likes and dislikes. Number one. Don't look at me all sad like that, <laughs> Jackson's team ain't playing, but here's what I'm going to do. Yeah, okay, uh, okay. So I'll, I'll start off with my dislikes first. Um, this one. Number one, the Tannehill tur- turnovers. Did you get to watch the game, Jackson? No, I already know you didn't. Nerd. No, I didn't because Sling doesn't have CBS. I'm, 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 I'm really yeah. thinking I'm just going to get direct TV. Him, get... I told him to try like all these other different things. You can do a free trial of CBS All Access. Yes, but I he don't want to use that. the Dish Network sign-in that I gave him. He's Dish Network sign didn't work. I yeah, couldn't watch whatever. it with the Dish Network sign. He doesn't know what he's saying. Um, Act like I don't. And I don't want to use CBS All Access yet because, you know, in case conference championship, I'd rather watch that too. Don't want to go Anyways. Away. Anyways. Um, so the Tannehill turnovers. Tannehill was getting tackled. I don't know if he was trying to throw the ball out or yeah. if he was really trying to take a shot down the field, but he threw it to Corey Davis double covered and it was way short. And it got picked off. Thank God the defense saved us at the 50. Um, and then he also fumbled the ball at New England's 35, which was so, so heartbreaking. Once again, the defense saved us. The defense played out of their mind the second half, didn't allow a point, got a pick six at the end of the game. Beautiful, beautiful stuff. Um, but yeah, the Tannehill turnovers, if that happens this week against the Ravens, we will lose. Um, number two thing I didn't like, we dropped two interceptions. We also got one, but we dropped two. Very first play of the game, uh, Tom Brady gets hit as he's throwing the ball, and our guy, our lineman, is this close from intercepting on the very first play of the game. I know Mm. that you're a lineman, you're a defensive tackle, you're not made for this, you're not built for this interception game, but that, you have, you gotta do something. He was so close, honestly... He probably didn't have time to get to it, you but he get, was like that far. You try to get the hands up and cradle that in. It's a playoff and it, game, and it would have been it would have been beautiful. Um, the next thing we dropped a pick six right before halftime. Logan Ooh. Ryan hit him in the hands at like the fifteen or the twenty yard line. I think it was. It was. It was probably honestly more like the twenty five, but still, it was a pick six. There was no one there. It was, was going to be a pick six. Yeah. Um. Just sad, sad. Um, the other last thing I didn't like was no quarterback pressure. 
there was one play where Tom Brady sat back there for what felt like an eternity. I'm going to assume it was at least 87 seconds. Probably. <laughs> and Sounds about right. Threw it all the way down the field, and they caught it for a huge gain, for like a 50-yard gain. And uh, it got called back for an illegal man downfield. So we got very lucky there. But if you don't get pressure on Lamar Jackson, even if you do get pressure, you might not tackle him. So maybe maybe not getting pressure will be better. Maybe we want him to throw the football. I don't know. I don't know, man. He's thrown for a couple of four touchdown games this year, too. Yeah, with like 16 passing attempts in each game or something. Anyways. <laughs> That's all you need. Um, my well, I have faith, man. I have faith. You're going to do well, it we, this We week. ain't there yet, Jackson. We ain't there. I'm just trying my to My likes up, from bro. last week's game. Number one, Derrick Henry in the offensive line. As Jackson would say, OMG. <laughs> OMG, bro. Yo, Derrick Henry. 180 is, yards. Dude, he is a Spartan. The offensive line was blowing the Patriots off, just blowing them off. We created a whole new line of scrimmage that night. All right? Yeah. The dad, Taylor LeJuan. Taylor LeJuan. Highest graded offensive lineman out of the playoffs that week. Boom. Dad Boom. showed up. Well, I, I don't. I don't know what else you want. All right. I don't know you what. Can't else. ask for anything else. Um, the defense is my second like, especially on the goal line. We had a goal line stand at the one, Jackson. Ooh. The one. Three Ugh. plays. Rashawn Evans, tackle, tackle by De- Daquan Jones, and then tackle by Rashawn Evans again. Beautiful, at the one, all three times. You love could to not that. have done it better. All right, kept them to a field goal. It was ten to seven. Kept them to a field goal. We went down and scored in a two minute. We did a two minute drive, Jackson. Yeah, with Derrick Henry, dude, at all seventy five yards. Derrick Henry, he run, just ran it down their throat. Screen bro. pass, run, run, run. Beautiful, all to Derrick Henry, but. The defense stopped them right there, held them to 13 instead of letting them go to 17. When you know they didn't let them score another point after that, the whole second yeah. half they went scoreless. Um, last thing I liked is, even though Tannehill did turn the ball over, Tannehill made the plays when he had to make the plays. Yeah, yeah. When Tannehill had to throw that touchdown in the first quarter, he made it. All right. At the end of the game, we're tr- we need one more first down to really win the game. Honestly, like to put it almost out of play for Tom Brady. It's third and eight, and he throws a strike to Anthony Ferkser on the left sideline. What where, where, where are you writing, Jackson? Oh, for those watching, Jackson has changed his I hate Lucas hashtag to I love Lucas. So we three appreciate letters. that. So I need to appreciate change. that. That's right. That's right. Just three letters. Um. So, yeah. So Tannehill played when he had to. Pass the likes. I mentioned this earlier. No one has talked about the Titans game. Just saying. People have talked about Tom Brady. No one has actually talked about the game. And I feel like it is a disservice that the Titans-Patriots game hasn't received a lot of coverage. And the Houston-Buffalo game has not received a lot of coverage. Deshaun Watson got hit from two guys at the same time. They hit him from both sides. That's the way. That's the reason he was able to stay up. Yeah, He stayed up, avoided the sack and won the football game. You know, like like that was the play that I did. Crazy. It was wild. Did you watch that? I did watch that. That I, was wild. Yeah, I've seen I've seen plenty of replays too. 
And but you're right. Like, and don't get me wrong. The reason why this podcast is even late is because we've been moving lately. But um, so I haven't watched a whole lot. But the very even the very minuscule amount of media coverage I've seen about you know the NFL coverage this week has been about Brady. Is he going to stay or go? <laughs> you know, um, which team could he possibly go to? Uh, are the is yeah. the Patriots dynasty over? No one has been acknowledging. Oh, hey, the Titans are kind of here and they're here to play. Yeah, my for my favorite show on ESPN is First Take, and First Take talked about Derrick Henry a little bit today. Yeah, but for the most part, they have talked about the Mike McCarthy hire every single day. I get it; it's a big deal. The first day Monday, it was breaking news because Jerry did that because Jerry is wants to be in the spotlight all the time. Jerry knows how to own a news cycle. I'll give yeah. him that. And that's and so like that's awesome. But we have got to move on some. And so I've been I'm, I'm a little upset about that. Not just for us, but also the Houston and the Bills game. I feel like hasn't got as much coverage as it needed. Either. That was wild now, too. People, yeah, people have talked about the Viking Saints for some reasons, you know, not necessarily some stuff that you know. Anyways. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. anyways, past that. Um I'm sorry. No, you're good. You're good. You're my good. screens, my screens went black for a it was, second. Yeah, it, it, it was shaking on my side for a little bit. Yeah, well, I good. thought my computer just died. No, we're good. Um. So, anyways, before the game, Tom Brady sends out a video on social media calling the Titans hyenas. All right. Ooh. After the game, after we won. You hear Mike Rabel and the players walking in to the locker room, and I believe Mike Rabel was like, they wanted hyenas, they got effing hyenas, all right? <laughs> so it is clear, and I believe this 100%, that the Titans love to be the underdog. They feed oh, yeah. off of that, and they love it. They love bulletin board material, right? Yeah. Every every football team does, honestly. You post the that right, really, in the, right in the, like the first door you walk into the locker room, Mm-hmm. And you get everyone amped up and excited. Like this is what they're calling you this yep. week. What are you going to do about it? And and we won. And all the players said something about hyenas. Mm. All of them. They were like the hyenas are here. Blah blah blah. All that stuff. So I want to talk about a little smack talk and spin down. All right. Earl Thomas said that it looked like the Patriots just didn't want to tackle Derrick Henry and that they would be able to tackle him. Number one, that's not that bad. But Derrick Henry knows that. Yeah. And then he also said, I don't think Ryan Tannehill passing on us would go that good. I saw that. I think that also upsets the team. Ooh, Little things watch, like that. Just watch A.J. Brown go for 215 and three TDs. Right. Not going to happen, like, but watch him do it. <laughs> I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't do that as a football team. That's something that the, the Titans don't do. We sit there and we take – we love the underdog aspect and everything. But – um. I just want to... Uh, sometimes the smack talk can have... it While you're looking that up, Lucas. Sometimes the smack talk can have a bit of a... Like a reverse effect on you. On your team. Yeah. Because you go yeah. into a super high depth. So now if you don't completely pummel them into the dirt, then... I exactly. mean, what are you, you going to say? And then Matthew Judon, awesome player, said, we want to hit Derrick Henry as many times as possible. I bet Derrick Henry hears this and he's just like, good I want you to hit me because I want to hit you. Yeah. yeah. He's like, you know, 200 and he's like 240 pounds. Stiff arm straight to the throat. Practices his stiff arm every practice. 
every practice, this man, right? So I hope Earl Thomas gets judo chopped in the throat by Derrick Henry on en route to a 67-yard touchdown run or something. <laughs> Wouldn't that be wild? All right. Um, so we'll talk about the game when we get into the picks a little more and maybe some other stuff. But, man, Jackson's cat's doing some weird stuff. Sorry, though. guys. Y'all can hear that. She's kind of jumping around behind me. Um, so real quick, me and Jackson are going to start doing a new thing. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It'll be better after this week. This is the first week we're doing it. And obviously it's going to be centered around the Titans a lot because it's my Twitter account. We're doing this from, but <laughs> it'll be, it'll... I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm reading this. We are doing this Twitter deal now where it's like segment of cool stuff we've seen on Twitter this week. Right. So. I'm going to read some cool tweets that I ran into throughout the week. All right. I say cool tweets. It's going to be stats about your team's games or whatever, or maybe just some cool stats from the and NFL. Feel, like the- and please feel free to add us at Gopher2Podcast on Twitter. If you see something cool, you see something funny, and you think mm-hmm. it, we should uh, talk about it on the show, please feel free to yeah. hit or us just, up with that. Just some interesting, some interesting yeah. stats. Yeah. You know, some some things that like you wouldn't think of to go look up or whatever. We love uh, So the first thing, that's right, we do. We like to feel involved. We're lonely people. Uh, number one. That's sad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so at my sports update tweeted out the Antonio Brown curse over the last week, the Steelers, Raiders, Bills, Patriots, and Saints all got eliminated. Let me just say that that is wild, and it's also wild that both of the six seeds won. Ain't Do you that count awesome. that as an Antonio Brown curse? Because he won- he didn't even play with the Patriots, but do you count it because he worked out with them? He did play for the Patriots. He didn't I, play I'm for sorry, the Saints. The, the he worked Saints. out. For them. I'm sorry, the Saints. The does that count? I'm still counting it because it's every team that he was with. But he's not, he hasn't he been, been with to. them because he talked to. He worked he's out. Probably ta- he's probably he talked out. to. He's pro- dude. Do you know how many teams this guy probably talked to after he was? It just makes creation? it seem better, Jackson. We're just adding it to the list. Okay, I just don't it? think the Saints counts, but fine. All right. Uh, at Jim White Sports tweeted out last night's. Uh, this was the day after the. Titans Patriots game. Last night's Titans Patriots contest was the most watched AFC wildcard game in primetime in nine years. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, the game was seen by an average of 31.41 million viewers, up 23% from last year's Chargers Ravens, and up 7% from the Seahawks Cowboys wildcard game. So I just wanted to rub it in your face that although it was most likely because, because of Tom Brady, the more people watched the Titans play wildcard this year than they did. That is all because Cowboys. of Tom Brady, because the last time that Tom Brady was in a wildcard game was like eight years ago. I don't want to hear it. Okay. So Look, I, I thought this one was funny. I feel this deep in my soul. Okay. Uh, 12th Titan tweeted, I just want the Titans to win three more games. That is all. <laughs> that is all. That's all I want. <laughs> That's all I need. That's all I require. Yeah, they just just win the Super Bowl. I don't know whatever. if you're gonna do it this week, man. I know we're not into our picks yet. I just I just don't know. I don't it's think hard. so. Um, I, I want, want you, you to know. To. I just don't think. I so. found this. I saw. I found this on Twitter. Brett Kern was actually the worst rated punter in the games last week. Really, dude? But he had that. Did, you, did we know? One. Did did they know that they he pinned him at the one? Exactly. Pinned did you know him. every punt? So he had a uh, he had five five punts. One of them went out of bounds. Four of them pinned them inside the 18. One wow. was at the one-yard line. I That's don't know what, what you want from a punter. What what else do you want from this man? Nothing else. Yeah. Sad, sad, sad stuff. 
Um, cool thing. Last week's game was only the fourth. It was only the fourth time in history that the number one Russian offense went against the number one Russian defense, or the number one rusher. I'm sorry. Yeah. Went against the number one Russian defense. The rusher obviously won. And the stat is that the team with the number one rusher has won all three times so far. And this is what is occurring this weekend. Yes. Excuse me, I said Patriots last week. That's what's happened this weekend with the Titans-Ravens. So the Titans are winning, right? If you go by history, the Titans should win. From that stat, yes, they should. You like like it? I like it. I do like Um, it Also, the, uh, the last time the Titans won a game on the road... In the mm-hmm. divisional round, 2000 at the Colts went on to the Super Bowl that year. What's up? Mm-mm. Come see me. Big trust. That's right. <laughs> so, so, so I, I don't know what you want from me. Also, last thing from Twitter, the Ravens have not played a formidable opponent in over a month. The last time they played a good team was Buffalo on December 8th, and the Titans have been fighting for their lives for two months. So I do think the Titans will enter the game with a little bit more. We will be play. We will be playoff ready. Like we're playoff ready. Like we're in the mindset already. Are they going to be playoff starters, ready after the being there for, for two the, weeks? Yeah, the starters for, for the Ravens have not played in two weeks, and haven't been in this fight for your life mentality. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to win, Jackson. I know we've been talking about that a lot. I get it. You're excited. I know. I know. You're ready. You're sad. You're so upset. I love seeing it. <laughs> You're such a good friend, Lucas. I appreciate that. I'm allowed. I'm allowed we, to be. We happy got a right run-of-the-mill average coach. I'll be excited. Jackson, when you're supposed to be happy for me. Okay, you're supposed to be a Titans I fan. I am now. happy for Cowboy you. Is gone. I would be happy for you, buddy. Would you? No, you'd be yeah. crumbling in sadness and all upset. I would not. Just like Look, I it's time right for now. take it or leave it. All right, oh, take that, your sadness. That, that, see, that perks me right up. All right. I like take all it right. or leave it. For those that don't know, take it or leave it is a segment we do every week where I present five things to Jackson. I say take it or leave it, and we talk about it, and it's cool. Let's get it. All right. I'm excited for what you have right, so this week. Take it or leave it. Did you yes, see sir. the Vikings game? The Vikings-Saints game? I sure did. So you've seen plenty of replays. So you obviously know about the pass interference call. Yeah. That was not called at the end against Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, so so take it or leave it. That was a pass interference call. I don't know, man. It feels like should have been. It should have been called. Right. I... What would you get? There was a push off. You saw the arm fully extend. And here's actually, I'm gonna say. Well, I'm gonna say yes. And here's my reason why. I counted over the course of the entire year, watching the Cowboys games. There were four occasions where Amari Cooper was called twice in one game for that same offensive pass interference call because of the full arm extension. And it cost us first downs. And on one case, it cost us a touchdown. And if they're going to make Amari Cooper give up touchdowns because of a full arm push-off extension, then they better give make Kyle Rudolph give up a touchdown. Man, see, Cowboy fan coming out of you, Jackson, you just your emotions just they called it factor on him for, into everything. Just him four times, twice in one game. Yeah. Well, you know what? I think that Kyle Rudolph and the defender were getting a little handy, and I think it's fine. Well, it, been called, ultimately, here's the thing. It, and it wasn't fine. called, and they won. Yeah, ultimately, here's the thing. It's playoff football. It's going to get a little extra physical down there, and it's, no big, and, and it's fine. So at the end of the day, Whatever, but as a Cowboy fan, I'm pissed. 
No, well, I'm leaving it. It shouldn't have been called. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, Sean Payton and Drew Brees and the rest of the Saints should have already won the game. Shouldn't have gone into overtime. It should not have gone into overtime. You are right. Um. So my next thing, uh, take it or leave it, is it fair to say that Carson Wentz is not durable? That's fair. That's fair. Now, Once again, we're I getting want, to the playoffs, and he, and he goes down. Deal. Yeah. First of all, that was targeting by Jadavion Clowney. That was that was targeting. On the hit that, that knocked him out of the game, he, he saw him go down. He went. He lowered his helmet straight in front of the back of his head. That was targeting. He should have been kicked out of the game. Second thing, yes, he is injury prone. He is, There should be serious questions about his durability. This is the was the third year in the playoffs where he, or right before the playoffs, he gets knocked out and he can't finish the rest of the season. This being the end of one game, but for the rest of their season. Right. There are serious right. durability issues. And um, they picked their guy. They didn't want to go Nick Foles. They're going to go Carson Wentz. They're going to have, they just gave him a brand new contract. They're going to have to deal with this for a while, but I don't know, man. I think I think I think it's fair yeah. to call into his I'm a, uh, to call that question. I think that's fair. I'm also going to take it not because of the hit because I understand that no player, no matter how durable you are, you can't really affect getting hit in the back of the head. But right. it definitely he does have a durability issue. Yeah. He has been hurt at different points in time throughout the season. Yeah, and he he has never been fully available in the playoffs. Correct. So he, yeah, that was his um, first playoff start. Yeah. Take it or leave it, Mr. Jackson. Ooh. Is it time to look and start pointing some fingers, maybe, at Sean Payton in regards to why the Saints have not won a Super Bowl recently? No, leave it. Here's the thing. This year, I can understand. This one was, first of all, the Vikings shouldn't have been in the game late. You're right. They should have, the Saints should have sealed that deal right before, right? The Vikings are having problems in their secondary. You have Michael Thomas, you have Alma Kamara, you have one of the most prolific offensives that we've seen this year, right? The the receiving champion. So this year I can kind of get, okay, this being legitimate. The year before that, though, it was a, last year, a complete blown no-call pass interference that had it had been called, I am very confident that the Saints would have gone to the Super Bowl. And I think the Saints would have beaten the Patriots. Year before that, blown coverage by the Saints. That's their own fault. Complete blown missed coverage. Rookie. Rookie corner. Rookie corner in that situation. Minneapolis miracle. Okay. I don't think you blame that on Sean Payton. You certainly don't blame last year on Sean Payton. This year, I still don't think you blame it on Sean Payton, but it's a legitimate loss. And so I, 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 agree don't, with, I don't think yeah. it's his fault. I agree with everything you say except for this year. I think this year is his fault. This Vikings team is not as good as you. I think they needed Mark Ingram, and I blame him partially for losing Mark Ingram. Their offense has been different this year, but it's still been amazing. Yeah. And... You, your team wasn't as ready as they should have been. Okay. This is, this is the only year you could make a case for that. But it's yeah, not overall year. his this fault. Year. 
Yeah. Right. This year, I you think could, you should. You're allowed to I be upset bold, him this year. I, I, I'll, but not the other years. No, and I don't think, oh, like it was like I can point to one person at being Sean Payton. I think there's a multitude of different factors that go right. into it. But this would you be are only, allowed to to be a little like you know, man, this shouldn't have even come down to that. Right. It 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 shouldn't have been a game. Exactly. It shouldn't have. Um, take it or leave it. The Baltimore Ravens will take Derrick Henry out of the game. He will be a non-factor. Leave it. Derrick Henry is there's there's first of all, when you make contact with a guy, he he leads the league in yards. It's like eight hundred and something yards after contact, right? So even if they commit to slowing him down and they rush through the A gap or they hit the B gap and they hit it quick. Getting the first hit on this guy is not going to bring him down, right? We've talked about this multiple times for our multiple podcast episodes of like how frustrated you were that Derrick Henry keeps getting hit in the backfield, but he's still making like he's still making positive plays. So imagine if he wasn't yeah. getting hit in the backfield. Oh, guess what? He wins a rushing title. So yeah, it's offensive like, lines played way better the second. He's half so this big. He's so powerful. He's fresh. He's ready to go, and he's eagering for a hit, yankering for a hit. You know what I'm saying? And. No, he, there's no way he's a non-factor in this game. You can commit to slowing yeah. him down. He might not have 180 and a couple TDs, but I uh, he could have 75 hard-earned rushing yards and a touchdown. Yeah, be a I factor. agree. The reason, the reason I agree is because, let's say they do load the box. That's fine. Stop him. Tannehill's going to go over your head. He's good enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And that means... I think the reason the greatest coach in history, greatest coach in history last week. Yeah. Right? didn't load the box because he knew that then they would be vulnerable. He loaded right. the box, of course, but he didn't just like overstack it, right? He didn't commit to completely shut it. He didn't down fully the commit cuz you can he, stop the run. And here's it's the possible thing. to stop the run. Here's the thing. This is the thing the Titans have not had in a long time. They have a home run star wide receiver in AJ Brown. And, and he Khalif Raymond make, is back this week, and, and he's he can the make fast you pay guy. over the top. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm I'm also gonna leave it. If yeah, you load the box, then then Tannehill will make you pay, and you won't be able to load it as much anymore. Yeah. And then Henry is gonna run the ball. Yeah. Um, I don't think he's gonna have a buck eighty, but I think he's gonna have seventy five harder in yards and a touchdown. Unless the Ravens jump out to a really big lead. Yeah. Then. Maybe, but right. And then we'll it's, see what happens. Then you have to play um, catch up. Yeah, last one. Aaron Rodgers needs to win one more Super Bowl in order to get himself in the upper echelon of history, like up there with Brady and Manning and Favre. He needs to win one more Super Bowl to put him up there. Take it. I th- I'd say take it. Rodgers is one of the most purely talent, like arm talents we have ever seen from the quarterback position. He is that bad man, Mister Lucas. Right, just like just in terms of pure talent and strength with his arm, and able to put it exactly where he wants to put it. And there's been years where he has razzled and dazzled us with like, how did he just do that? Or the coin the term, we just got Aaron Rodgers. Like he has pulled games out of his hat out of nothing because he's Aaron Rodgers. So he's like, in terms of talent, you have to think of him as one of the greatest ever. Period. But into but to think of him as like great quarterbacks up there with. Manning and up there with Brady and Montana and Elway and Marino, I think he does need another Super Bowl. Yeah, for I his totally le- agree. For his legacy. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it's been it's been ten years since his last one. Yeah. So like it's time or nine years, whatever. It's it's he needs another one to to prove. Now, question, counter question. I'll take it or leave it to Mr. Lucas. Does Breeze need another one because it's been ten years since his last one? No, he's got all the records. Yeah, I think so too. I don't think he needs another one. It'd be now that would be the cherry on top. He walks off a champion like Ray Lewis, right? But mm-hmm. Ray Lewis already had a Super Bowl and he already submitted himself as one of the best linebackers ever. I don't think Breeze needs another Super Bowl to put him in the conversation for top five. Aaron right. Rodgers does. <clears throat> um, so that's it for Take or Leave It this this week. That's all I got. I love Take or Leave It. You ready to get in our picks? Recap. Yeah, well, yeah, I want to get in my recap real quick. Uh, so the games we picked last week, Georgia beat Baylor, Oregon beat Wisconsin, Tennessee beat the Patriots, the Bills lost to the Texans, the Vikings beat the Saints, and the Seahawks beat the Eagles. They did. Okay. I do want to point that that was three of the away away teams won in the NFL. Okay. Um, so the standings now, it was a terrible week for me. I, I'm 68 and 58 now. Yeah. You are 75 and 51. Ever closer to Jackson winning. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> um, so so let's get into our picks for this week. Uh, first game of the week, of course, Clemson and LSU. I'm taking LSU. No surprise. I think we both agree on that one. Yeah, we both. I already got mine written down. I, you know, it's not saying that Clemson can't win that game, but as I said before, I think LSU just has too much. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna surprise you with my picks this week. Um, oh, okay. Titans at the Ravens. Look, man. I, here's the thing, and yeah. I know I shouldn't be doing this because I picked the Patriots last week because I thought it was being impossible, not impossible, but near impossible for the Titans to win on the road in Foxborough in December or in January, excuse me. But, and I love the Titans. I'm going to be rooting for them this weekend, but I think Lamar Jackson is just going to be too much. I got to go with the Ravens. So I'm obviously going with the Titans, but I do want to say. The Ravens' chance is higher. It is. And the reasons, I mean, you, there's too many things they can do with the ball on offense and defense. They've got so many playmakers on both sides of the ball, and their offense is just, because of Lamar Jackson, it is just wild. I'd put right? it 65% chance they win. But <clears throat> I'm going with the Titans because of the underdog, because of the smack talking, and they're, they're because of run. the – because of the momentum we've got, because of how the yeah. team has been playing for its life the way it has. And I just, I think the Ravens will slip. I think they'll make a mistake somewhere. It's supposed to be a nasty game. Just like last week's game was. It's supposed to be nasty. So I think a fumble, interception, something's going to happen. Now, now, I will say, Lucas, if you can get Lamar Jackson because he's been off the field for two weeks right sometimes that's a blessing you get rested up you get refreshed your legs are ready to go excuse me sometimes that's a curse you get rusty it takes you a bit to get going again right if Lamar Jackson comes out and makes an early mistake like you said fumble interception pick six something like that is it going to get in this young quarterback's head like to where let's say the Titans jump out 14-0 does he have the the wherewithal? Does he have the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Resilience to lead his team back down early 
where just last week everybody's talking about unanimous MVP. Super well, he, Bowl. Uh, the Ravens have outscored opposing teams in the first quarter like 131 points to 32 points. So that's what I'm saying. What if there's? I could see a scenario to where they come out rusty. You make them pay for it. You go up 14 nothing, and all of a sudden, the inexperience level of Lamar Jackson starts to come into play. I can right. see that I think, happening. I, I think something will happen. There will be a fumble or something. Yeah, and we'll win. Hey, that'd be great. So. I do want to talk on. I want revenge. I didn't talk about this earlier. Oh, yeah. They, Ray Lewis and some other players, took Chris Johnson to the ground and bent his body backwards and hurt him. And we lost the game because of that. Joe Flacco got away with the clock literally hitting zero and him getting the playoff like two seconds later and yeah. getting a first down on it because our players, this was on like third down, our players were like, the clock's done, the clock's done. No. They didn't call it. Yeah. And you can't just review that. So, I'll be rooting for you. I really will. I'm going to figure out a way to watch this game, and I can't wait to. And I'm telling you, man, I, I would last, love, I'd love to see it. My last thing, the 2000 season, the 2001 playoffs. Yeah. The number one seed, Tennessee Titans, had the visiting Baltimore Ravens, who – were in playoff mode and had been in playoff mode for a while. Yeah. And the Titans had not played anyone in a month, had rested their starters, got the bye week, and the Ravens came in and won with like 70 passing yards. Revenge is a dish best served cold. I'm wearing my Chris Johnson jersey Saturday. I want revenge. I won this jersey at the fair in middle school. I have never been able to wear it because it was always too big for me. Let's go, Lucas. We're breaking it out, Jackson. It's gonna happen. All right. And I'll I'll shed tears if we win. Oh, that would be beautiful. That'd I might be beautiful. I might actually shed tears. I think yeah, I I was uh before we got Aaron Rodgers in uh twenty sixteen, when we had a it was like a seventeen point comeback in the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh we were about to beat the Packers and I had tears. I was like, Oh my god, I get to see an FC championship game and then in twenty seconds Aaron Rodgers destroyed my entire life. <laughs> um so that next game Vikings at the 49ers This game is interesting because the Vikings are coming in with a lot of momentum. They just beat I think the better team than the 49ers, the Saints. And so you would think logically that okay, well if they beat the better team the Saints, then def- they can definitely beat the 49ers. I just don't think so. For whatever reason, that the Saints felt off, like they just weren't clicking, and that they weren't gelling. For whatever reason, they weren't a high-powered offense like they should have been. I am picking the San Francisco 49ers. I am picking the Vikings. All right, both of the six seeds are going to come in, and we're going to stun the one seed. Did you see Kirk the nation? Do you see Kirk Cousins in the locker room? Yeah, he's, he's like, like, I got three words for you. You, you like, like that? that? Yeah, <laughs> the boys. Yes. That was awesome. Yeah. That was cool. That was fun. I liked it on Twitter. Shock the nation. Shock the nation. All right, it's going to happen. Both the six seeds are going to win. I, you know, all right, it's going to happen. Vikings. Um, hey, more power to I, you, man. I like Kirk Cousins. I like the Vikings better than I liked the Saints. So I'm kind of glad they won, even though I picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl. I disagree. Bowl. I like Brady. I'm glad that they won. I wish he would have won this uh, year. Oh, well. 
So, anyways, uh, next game, the Texans, who are a four seed, at the Chiefs, yeah. who are a two seed. Um, here's the thing: Bills went up six, sixteen nothing on them, and they really should have won that game. Uh, Josh Allen made a lot of so dumb, Josh Allen made a lot of dumb plays and put them in bad spots. The Texans, I think, even made. We were talking about this during the game. They made a weird call when they went for it on fourth and one. Um, when they could have taken the three points to go up by a, a full score, and they didn't, and that stupid. Ultimately, they were fine because they ended up winning the game. But I think that stupid. I thought at the time that was a mistake that they were going to lose from it. But, you should get fired for that. Yeah, and so it, it. I just don't think the Texans have enough. I'm picking Mahomes. I'm picking the Texans. The Texans won earlier on in the year, even though the Chiefs' defense has been looking good. But look, this is why I'm following. I'm following the path that was laid out in the 2000 playoffs after the 9-9 season. The Tennessee Titans. All right. He's holding his hands like an evil we played like an evil scientist. The ten- the Tennessee Titans went and they weren't supposed to beat the Indianapolis Colts in Peyton Manning's second year and they were one of the most prolific offenses in the league yeah. and they looked amazing and they got the bye, but the Titans went in and won. And then the next week they played Jacksonville, who won the division. So the next week in the AFC Championship, we will be playing the Texans. Imagine if you play the Texans the in the AFC Championship game, I'm gonna be beside myself. I I want to go to Houston. I'll go to Houston. I'll be at that game if that happens. Yo, show up. What's that good? Would be, <laughs> that would be so awesome. That'd be so awesome. Anyways, I probably won't be able to go, but I I would love to. Um, but yeah, so I'm I'm going I'm going with the Texans. It, no matter you really what they do, they, they, they can't seem they can't seem to they can't seem to lose. All right. Seahawks at the Packers. This is a game. It's a good game. This is going to be a Closest. great game. Closest game at all. Here though. is where I think the inexperience of Matt LaFleur is going to hurt him. Now. I hope so. I the only him. times. I don't hate him. but Aaron Rodgers has had a bye. It's been twice before this. And both times. One time he was 15-1 and one and they came out and they lost. Wow. Every time he's had a bye, they've lost. Now, and that's with Malarkey, as you said, no, McCarthy <laughs> as their coach. Hey, hey but, have a buy and you lose. You're just supporting my calls, man. Uh, you know, here's the thing. I I think, regardless of the buy, I think the inexperience of LaFleur is going to come into effect here. I think Pete Carroll is going to have a better game plan. I think the Seahawks play incredibly well on the road. I believe in Russell Wilson. I think what they got going on in the red zone with Beast Mode is for real. Um, especially at this moment late in the season. He's fresh. He's ready to go. He's 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 back in the groove now. And I'm picking the Seahawks. I'm, I'm also Seahawks. going with the Seahawks. I'm picking the Seahawks. Um, pretty much for all the same stuff. I mean, I, I think the Seahawks are a better team. I love the idea of Marshawn Lynch getting another shot at the Super Bowl. I love that idea too. And I, this comes down, this purely comes down to coaching for me. Because I feel like, you know, they're very comparable quarterbacks. Russell Wilson and Rodgers, right? They're very comparable, especially on offenses. Um, I feel like, you know, the Packers can be kind of high-flying at times, but sometimes they're inconsistent. Uh, the Seahawks, to me, are a more consistent team, and that comes down to coaching. And so that's where I'm going with my So pick. I picked every away team. You picked one away team. I did. I picked Seahawks. I don't blame you, but wait, yeah, because I picked the 49ers. Yeah, 
Yeah, you picked the Ravens, 49ers, and Chiefs all home. I picked two six seeds, a four seed, and a five seed. Tell you what, Lucas, you're gonna get it. Let me pick the same. Man, I am, I am so so excited, so excited for the games this weekend. They're gonna be good. I'm really nervous about the Titans. I'm really scared that we're just gonna get blown out of the water. I don't think that's gonna be the case because I think you raised an interesting point. I feel like it's gonna take it's gonna take about at least half a quarter to a quarter for the Ravens to come back get acclimated again. I think that that's your that's your opening because if they can if you if they can come out slow and you can punch them in the mouth enough to create an early turnover and get some easy points off that that's going to shake things up. But if they come out white oh. hot, dude, if they come mm-hmm. out white hot like I think they might. I don't know, man. That's going to be hard. Someone someone has to make a play. Someone's right. got to make a play on defense. On the defense, someone has to make a play, and it's gonna it's gonna be on Kevin offense. Byard. We're gonna be we're gonna have to make plays all day. I was thinking Kevin Byard. Byard's I would love gonna, for it's Kevin gotta be that, it's gotta be him. or a fumble He's that he would cause, or if if Simmons rookie comes up and just busts through the line and punches yes Lamar Jackson in the chest and that ball yeah. comes out ooh ooh it's gonna be interesting mm. it's gonna be interesting for sure. Apparently, the Titans have been practicing. Uh, Oh yeah, fumble yeah, yeah. drills. We've been doing fumble drills all week. We haven't been uh, focusing on interceptions as much as we have fumbles. Makes sense. It does make sense. They're gonna they're gonna run a lot and, and running the ball a lot more. And Mariota's been filling in as uh, Lamar Jackson. <clears throat> he has been. For so I will squad. say that we we at least have a slight advantage there compared to other teams that have faced him. Yeah. Um, Jayon Brown is out. I'm assuming we're gonna play another safety. Probably. Probably. Or we'll just drop like Kenny Vaccaro down and we'll tell Kevin Byard like you do you dog. Yeah. All the overtop is you. Yeah. Which is scary. Anyway. Dory Jackson is playing though, so Anyways, we're, we're in for some very interesting games, guys. Thank you so much for listening to episode 22 of the Go For Two podcast. We thank you so much. Uh, we're, we're ready for a new year, ready for a great 2020 with you guys. Um, I am done moving. I'm in my new spot, so we're back to a much normal schedule from here on out. Uh, thank you so much for your patience. We're uploading this one pretty late, but um, hope we'll get it out to you guys very, very soon. Um, uh, please be sure to leave us some comments down in that comment section below. Leave us some questions and uh, send us some cool things that you find on Twitter at Gopher2Podcast. Or if you have a question, feel free to leave one. Uh, you can find us where all podcasts can be heard. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. As well as on YouTube at YouTube.com slash Gopher2Podcast. But that's all I got for you today. Lucas, what about you, bud? That's it, man. You know? I'm, right. just, I'm wishing luck to all you fans out there that are cheering on your teams that are not the ones and two seeds and even the threes. Basically, I'm cheering for all the teams that I that I picked. If you're a fan of those teams, you I hope you have a beautiful day Saturday and Sunday. Same, 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 guys. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.